Welcome to On the Couch with Dr. Carmen. I am Dr. Carmen and I am a licensed psychologist in the state of Florida. This podcast talks about the intersection between mental health and physical health. What affects one affects the other and we explore ways in which we can improve both. Thank you for listening and let's get into it. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Keto Crew Show. My name is Dr. Carmen, also known as Coach Carmen, and I am talking to you tonight, October 13th, Libra season, about my quest to be the biggest, best loser. Um, I know I have a lot of new people on the program tonight, people who have not known me before, who are new to my story. So I thought I would jump on tonight and talk to you about my story. Um, What you don't know about me is that I am a psychologist in my nine to five life. I do some uh, psychological weight loss therapy sessions with people who are post-bariatric surgery. Um, some of them are really years post-bariatric surgery. They're not new, new. Um, and I, I mentioned that because it's important to the story. I am a veteran of the weight loss wars. Um, I have lost 84 pounds twice. I started in high school. With the first 84 pounds, it was on a little program called Jenny Craig. I gained the weight back in college, um, undergrad. Um, I started losing uh, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, great-grandfathers. And it was just a really tough adjustment um, to have those losses because those people were in my life for, like, ever. And um, it just was a big change in addition to, you know, finding out who I am, what I want to do. I mean, I've always wanted to work in medical um, in some capacity. Uh, Chemistry and I didn't get along. So I kept taking a lot of psych courses and really got attracted to it. And here we are, Dr. Carmen, all these years later. So then um, cut to graduate school. And I'm not working out. Um, It's super duper stressful. I'm working a lot of jobs trying to make extra money. First time out on my own. First time out of the state. Um, In my family, most of the generations before me and a lot of the generations with me were basically lived in each other's backyards. Nobody ever left the state of Louisiana. So my generation started doing that more and more. So not having that support right there, um, not having my church right there, all of that made the adjustment to moving away, being on my own, having to uh, keep a roof over my head, all the things that made it hard. And that meant I ate a lot. I had a lot of late nights studying, writing papers, doing research, Plus, again, I was working late. I had a job at one point. I was throwing papers. Oh, my goodness. 
still have PTSD from that paper job. I swear those papers were reproducing in the back of the car. So I did that. Um, and then um, I had jobs doing in-home therapy because at that time I had already earned my master's in social work and I decided I wanted to be able to do testing and assessment of, you know, at that time I was going to focus on kids who knew I was going to change my mind and focus on, um, I just want to make sure that the, the sound is on. Who knew I was going to change my mind and focus on adults and traumatic brain injuries and neuro, neurological issues. And that became my passion. It's just like at every step, I've been attracted to what was for me, but I had to still work on my outside. I was doing a lot of emotional eating. Um, I started drinking a lot of sodas because at that time I wasn't a coffee person, hence my first cavities. Uh, yeah, and fillings and all the things. So I gained a lot of weight by the time I went off for internship. Um, tell me if you can relate to either this, the emotional eating or, you know, eating because you're stressed out, not moving. Um, I have been you know, into aerobics when it first came out, I was doing all those things. You know, my mother was very um, nutrition conscious. So we always were knowing the right things to eat, looking at, you know, food combining, all the food groups and all the things, but I wasn't doing any of it. And so I had a low self-esteem in middle school. I was chubby cheeks and I lost that weight again by the time I went off to high school. And it was like a whole new world, you know, and I felt good and I looked good um, and it was great. And like I said, as life happened, it would come back. You know, I was good at losing it. I just needed a structured program. I needed structured nutrition and I needed to be moving regularly. And it's just choosing to do something better when I got stressed out. Um, if you are a veteran of yo-yo dieting, as they might call it, if you're a veteran of hopping diets, um, let's see, what did I do for college? I did a lot of aerobics. I took aerobics classes from my PE classes in college, walking to and from the dorm to the gym, which was far off campus, probably three, four miles. I walked a lot because I also took the bus, didn't have my own car then. Um, danced a lot um, because, you know, where I grew up, you know, you could get into, you know, clubs and stuff like that if you had somebody to vouch for you, you know, sneak you in, all those things. Um, not advocating underage drinking, but I'm just saying that was the thing. Um, you know, I had lost the weight in undergrad, like I said, and I felt good. I was working, still working throughout undergrad, even though I was a scholarship kid, um, wearing like four inch heels to work at Macy's and, you know, just feeling myself. I thought, oh man, this is amazing. This is the bomb.com. I'm never going to gain this weight back. And like I said, cut to two years into college and I start stress eating and I'm not working out as much and the weight comes back. And then Going away to internship after graduate school, 
I decided to, um, and as you hop on, say hello, put a one down if you're catching me live. That red live button will be up there. Put a hashtag replay if you're catching me on the replay so I can come back and love on you and answer your questions. Um, but if you can relate to the ups and downs of losing weight, gaining weight, feeling good about yourself, um, and then getting upset at yourself, which is the second part, and why I mentioned my work with my bariatric patients. Whether you're a bariatric patient, whether you have had weight loss surgery, uh, whether you are doing liquid diet, protein diet, which is what it used to be called years and years ago, or you're getting your stomach stapled, or you're getting um, a lap band, or you're doing another popular diet like Weight Watchers, um, let's see what else have I done. The, the Atkins diet. Now that one almost killed me, gave me a little head injury. Still have the scar from it because I passed out getting up in bed to go to the restroom one night. My blood sugar was low, passed out, got up, hit the wall, passed out again. And I was never, ever going to do Atkins or anything like Atkins again. And these were early days in the Atkins. Um, but it took me basically two days to get my energy back and to kind of recover with orange juice and um, just getting back to eating regularly. I have done the lemonade fast, also known as the master cleanse. Um, that would be good for 10 pounds and maybe last two weeks. I have done the green smoothie diet. Again, works really good, tasted good. Problem was that as soon as I stopped doing the green smoothies, it would come back. And that is because also I wasn't consistent with my exercise at those times. So, you know, again, I would start working out, trying to be consistent and things like that and fall off the wagon. Um, bread and sweets are my thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I have to be very careful about that. And that is what I'm working on all the time. And that's what I want you to know if you struggle with having too much weight, having a, a, a great BMI, having um, people put obese or morbidly obese on your uh, chart at the doctor's office. If you struggle with, I don't want to go out because um, I have to figure out what to wear to cover up the rolls or I feel ugly. Been there, done that one too, like three years ago. It's like I had nothing left to wear except for maybe three tops and three bottoms um, in the closet. And just like nothing made me feel attractive. Nothing made me feel good. So it's like, why bother? And then you ate more because you weren't having any fun. You weren't going out. And you are also stressed out. Hello, bad problem. Um, if you feel me, raise your hand. Let me know. No shame in the game here. This is a safe space. But the point is, again, you have to master some things in order to be a big loser in the weight loss game and be consistent at keeping the weight off. Patients who have had bariatric surgery can regain it. They can gain sometimes twice what they had lost because they don't master the habits. You know, that's what I love about working with the patients I work with to try to help them get their head straight about their relationship to food. You should not be using food as your best friend. 
you should not be using food as your you know comfort object your comfort binky and i can say that because that is me um if you if you can relate put comfort in the comments um if you can relate the food is your bestie put bestie in the comments let me know where you're at thank you for the love i appreciate you also give streamyard permission hey betty Thank you for your encouragement and your support. I appreciate you. Um, I want to support you back. That's what I want to say. I, I have been thinking and thinking this past couple of weeks of what value can I bring to you guys? Um, the value is, you know, in all transparency, the weight went off the rails. And I was thinking about that a couple of days ago probably in last November when I realized I'm not going to get to see my family, I'm not going to get to have um, family time um, on the holidays like I'm used to where we get together and we cook together. And of course, we might eat some things like sweet potato pie and stuff like that that are not on my eating plan. But those are the things that mean family to me. Those are the things that mean love to me. And so if I couldn't have my family, I had the food. And then um, in December, I think it was, I was really tweaking my knee and it was hard to keep up with the 5K. So I stopped doing that. And up to that point, we were like three days a week doing a walk jog for about 3.1 miles. Um, that went by the wayside. And I was still kind of okay because I wasn't like eating super, super bad. But I really got a whole lot less strict and tried to get into these challenge groups with my walking and running groups, um, with my um, PTK group, which we're starting a new one next week, P3. If you want more information about the P3, drop P3 in the comments because um, I would love to get you started on that and also do the mind part of um losing weight and losing fat and moving more and moving better. So I was going somewhere with that. Sorry, dial it back. Um, I did have a milkshake because I had a sweet tooth, but it was the milkshake with the PTKs in it and the MCT oil. So we're good. Nothing but good stuff and good sweets, no sugar. So you learn as you're going through this. And like I said, I've been back on track for three years you learn how to make substitutions. So if you do want a sweet treat, you can substitute something better. Again, adding to your tools so that you can be the biggest loser at the weight loss game and be consistent and keep it off. I know what I have to do to get back on track. You know, I have worked out Saturday, Monday. I walked today. I will get back on my 30-minute workout tomorrow. Um when i started my new business my new practice that was a lot of stress so i wasn't sleeping as much as i needed to sleep i was staying up trying to make sure everything was right not sleeping leads to being starving the next day and having out of control cravings um it means that it's harder to lose the weight stressing in any capacity 
means that your body is going to try to hold on to the weight. It's not going to metabolize your food as well as it should. So you get the extra fat in your middle, especially us ladies, especially over 40. You get that extra fat in the middle because you got stress hormones flying around because you're stressed out. You got adrenaline and you're not moving to get rid of it. And it just adds to, oh, my God, I'm never going to get this off. I'm not going to be able to keep it off. It, you know, it's a vicious cycle. And for those of you who haven't seen it, I'm trying to get it right. This was me in the orange in 2016, 200-something um, pounds. And this was me over in the black in 2019, around May, you know, when I had reached maintenance. But you have to keep at it, folks. You have to keep at it. No matter what life throws at you, you have to keep at it and make up your mind how you are going to stay consistent and nurture yourself in healthy ways, comfort yourself in healthy ways. You know, all through the pandemic, I did not gain any weight. Why is that? Because I found ways to manage the stress and the anxiety about the pandemic and when are we coming out of it and what's happening and the isolation by sticking to a routine by getting up and walking sometimes three times a day, by making sure I didn't bring any junk in the house um, to tempt me since all I wanted to do was be in the pantry, pulling out food and eating because pandemic, you know, don't know what's happening. Don't know if you're going to see your family again. And that's how I kept the weight off. Plus the PTKs to help me to burn fat, to help me with the cravings, to help me, um, have more energy to sleep better and all of those things. It's when I'm not paying attention. It's when I'm mindlessly eating and not paying attention to what's going on in my body and my mouth and being accountable to myself and being accountable to people in my group and to you guys. That is when the fat comes back and it makes it hard for me to stay the biggest loser. When I was in internship, I was 256 pounds, 256 pounds. I moved back down to Florida after internship, started working even harder on my weight, getting right, had a car accident. I was like, nope, it's not acceptable. I am going to get my body better than it ever was. Got down to an 810 then leveled off to a 10, 12, you know, because eight was not sustainable. It's not realistic for me. You think I'm bony now. I was really bony then and really sunken in in my face. But I can do that 10, 12. That works for me. That's my sweet spot and trying to stay around 179. So true confession time, y'all. I am 199, 200 pounds now. It doesn't show up as much because I have a body type that carries it pretty well. But that means I have to be extra, extra vigilant to not let 5, 10 pounds keep creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. So that's why I'm back on my exercise regimen. That's why I'm starting to be more strict. Um, and having to be strict um, when your significant other is not strict but is also more active and can float the extra, you know, calories. It's a challenge sometimes. And I know that for you guys, it's a challenge when nobody else in your household 
is trying to eat like you eat. Um, even though the food is amazing, we have a lot of wonderful recipes for free in our special group. If you want those recipes, if you want those shopping lists, um, drop recipes in the comments. But we have some great recipes in there. And we have shopping lists. We have, if you want to be keto, um, you can learn how to eat keto. If you want to just be low carb, and I'm 30 keto, low carb, that's my zone. Because when I add more than that, mm, stuff happens. I don't get to be the biggest loser. Stuff creeps up. Inches add on. It just doesn't work, y'all. That's the key. You have to stick to what works for you. I don't care how many bariatric patients I see. We have to tailor it to what works for them because we all come with different backgrounds, different history that might have caused us to seek food first, whether it is, you know, the fact that food is love in your household and, and people are constantly shoving food at you out of love and you feel bad because you want to turn it down. Um, whether it is the fact that dinner time was the only time you felt good in your house because it was so chaotic or whether it is the fact that, um, you know, nothing else gave you that sensation of peace and happiness that food did. So you had a lot of sorrow, you had a lot of trauma, you had a lot of hurts and you could hole up in your room, hide under the bed, hide in the closet, be safe and get your happy feelings on, get your sugar hit, your carb hit. I know, I know, I know. So unteasing all of that is hard to do without some help. Unteasing all of that is hard to do without some support and without some people who can relate to the things that you're going through, people who can say, hey, I know it's hard starting out. When I restarted in 2018, after losing that 80 some pounds in 2009, I had said to myself, I'm never going to be her again. I'm never going to be that 256 again. And then I saw a picture of myself with my folks at Easter and I was like, how did she come back? Why is she here again? Um, I thought I banished her. I thought I locked her up. I thought I had her shoved so deep down that she could never get back again. And here she is trying to creep her way back in again. But you have to get back on and do the things that work. You can't say, oh, I got the magic drink, the PTKs, or oh, I got the magic pill you know, oh, I got the, you know, I did the wraps too. Been there, done that one. I have done the coffee bean. I have done different kinds of coffee beans. I have done CLA, which I might do again. I actually really did like the CLA. It's a nice extra boost and it has all your good fatty acids in it. But the thing is, I've done all those things, but I haven't been consistent in my behaviors and my mindset around food and around, you know, doing things that help me feel good, help me be energized. So cut to um, this past weekend. If you missed it, I had a birthday. Yeah, I had a birthday. How old do I look? How old do I look? 
I feel younger than I've ever felt. I feel physically better than I've ever felt, even with the extra um, issue with the knee that I injured back in 2016, which kind of started this weight thing again, because I couldn't do my dream workout, which is Zumba. And, you know, side stuff really aggravates my, um, my knee. Give me some eyes and ears if you can see me and hear me. I just got a, a thing in my ear. I think my headset died. So let me know if it's still working. And also give me some hearts in the comments if you can relate to what I'm telling you. If you wanted to know from somebody who's been there that you can do it. If you were losing hope that you could get back on track because you're over 40. Okay, I'm here to tell you, I'm an example. You can do it. You can do it. Hey, Tempe, thank you for hopping on, hon. Great to see you. You can do it. It is all possible, whether you are over 40 or not. I know over 40, your metabolism starts to change, but you can do things to counteract that. Um, it is still possible, and it's all in the way you eat. You can still eat great tasting food. You still can have all the flavor. Um, you can still have some of your sweet treats. It's just everything in moderation and also tracking the food, not to punish yourself. I'm not saying that to trigger anybody who might've had a mom or a dad that was always over their shoulders and slapping their hands and calling them fat and saying that, you know, they can't do anything right and they shouldn't be eating and they're trying to starve them not saying it to do that, but you have to be your best scientist to see what works for you. You know, maybe you could get away with French fries every once in a while. I can, but I can't get with, away with French fries every day. I can't get away with, you know, French bread every day, no matter how much I would love to do that. I can't get away with donuts every day. So Yes, I had donuts on my birthday weekend. I had bread on my birthday weekend. Um, I had adult beverages on my birthday weekend. But you know what else I was doing? I was still exercising. We biked 5.6 miles. Would have biked more. But unfortunately, um, when we stopped at the beer fest, um, which who doesn't go to the beer fest and get the brats and the buns and the pretzel um pretzel wasn't as good as i remembered it but the brats and the bun was really good and the fries okay and the beer was really good because you know oktoberfest so i had those things but i was working my body and the best benefit was i got to see parts of tampa i never saw before i never got to be on the river walk um, I saw the Armorage, Armitage, I don't know. It was at the end of the Riverwalk. Um, really cool place, live music again. It was a great sunshiny day and just having fun and exploring. And it's a lot more you can see, you know, we decided you can see more when you are, I get so excited. I'm getting out of breath. I should have brought some water. You can see more when you're on the bike, when you're walking, you get to stop and talk to people, meet interesting people. And since it was outside, there was less chance of, you know, exposure or being oversaturated with bugs, even though I'm vaccinated. 
all of those things to like make it seem like it's more normal. Life is good again, you know? I'm feeling the best I ever felt at 51. Drop that in the comments if you heard me. I am 51. I have better skin than I've ever had. I have better health than I've ever had. I'm no longer borderline anemic. I'm no longer, you know, my cholesterol was creeping up, the bad one. Don't remember which one is which, HDL, LDL, but that all went away when I got back on um, a ketogenic diet. I had less aches and pains because again, history of car accident, history of knee injury, all of those things go away when I'm doing a keto diet because it helps with those things. Um, less headaches. Because again, when I'm eating pure carbs and being a pure carber, um, it does things. It makes me feel sluggish. It makes me feel slow. Um, and it makes me hurt. I have a lot more pain issues then. Um, trying to get to, you know, today and what today looks like, or rather last weekend looked like. Um, oh, geez. I can't find it because I want to put my finger on it. I just can't find it. All photos, days, years. All right. Now we're cooking with gas. So um, I wanted to be more prepared for you, but it's always hard to find all the things. Um, goodness gracious. It's just being difficult. Um, too many devices and it's not showing up. Well, I'll skip it. You should have seen on Monday, which was the orange dress. I have not worn that orange dress since 2007, 2008. It's from Cache. I don't even think that store exists anymore. Um, I remember when I used to go into that store to shop and I felt complimented because they were like, oh my God, there was a guy that managed the store and he's like, oh, you, you've got that Kardashian shape and, you know, you really should try this outfit or that outfit. And I was like, wow, I can get these nice designer dresses and look really good. So cut to 2021 now, having lost the weight, I've crept up a little bit. I'm about 20 pounds away from where I want to be and where I'm comfortable, but I can get in that dress again. I can get in that dress. I've got a size six dress in the closet that I can get in. It's just a little bit tight around the tummy with Spanx, but I can get in it. I'm not aiming for a size six. Um, like I said, I was a size eight for like a minute. That is not sustainable for me. I like to be in the 10, 12, and that's where I'm going to stay. But I set a goal a few months back to get into that dress and be comfortable in that dress. And I'm going to wear that dress on here for you guys. My body composition has changed. The fat distribution has changed because of the keto diet, because of working out, because I am trying to be um, doing more weight training to get the toning. So you have a natural girdle and I have a natural girdle. So it's all working together. I got into that dress. I looked as good as I looked when I first bought the dress. I love shopping in the back of my closet. 
I love it. You know, I buy good clothes, so they last. So being able to reach back and get into those clothes makes me feel good. Hey, Bethany, what's up, sunshine? So that's why I do it. That's why I'm going to be doing the P3 program. Um, because again, I am transparent here and you need to do things to keep your head in the game. You need to do things that keep you motivated to maintain the weight loss. And if you creep up to 10 pounds, if you know, five to 10 pounds is my cushion. I don't want to go over that. I have, but I don't want to. So I try to keep it in that range. Getting in a challenge group can help you get your food back on track. I know when we first started our uh, 15, um, our net 20 group, I had to go back and relook at, I had to do tracking all over again because the carbs had crept up. I did not realize how much carbs had crept back into my diet and it made a big difference. It made a huge difference on, you know, weight gain and being able to keep the weight off. So I dial back the carbs. I'm still experimenting with how much dairy is okay for me because I have a bit of dairy intolerance. And sometimes that can cause you to stall and getting back to doing my fasting once a month, or if I'm doing the 24 hour fast weekly, all of that works to help me to be motivated to do the thing, to be able to still be in a two-piece bathing suit, which never happened before, never happened before, never happened before. No matter how many times I lost that 84 pounds, it never happened before. So again, over 40, reworked my body composition and my fat distribution, got back into 1012, got back into the best health I've ever had, having more energy than I've ever had. That's what I love about the PTKs right now is the energy. When I first started, I needed them for appetite and craving control because I was still caught up in the sugar and the carb addiction. Um, so it helped me with that. That was the first thing I noticed. And it was within the first four hours because I forgot to eat, y'all. I forgot about food. And food was like my constant, always every day, being prepared, having a plan. I got to eat. I got to eat. I got to eat. And if I didn't, I got hangry, just like the commercial. It was not a pretty picture. Um, so to be the biggest loser, you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent with your eating behaviors, your exercise and health behaviors. You have to be consistent. Two, you have to give up the notion that you can take the magic pill, do the magic surgery, and then you don't have to do anything else. Not true. Give up the magic idea or the magical thinking and realize that it takes work. You have to work for it. You have to work to maintain it once you get it. Okay? And you have to develop number three, coping techniques to help you to use food in healthier ways and break your bad relationship with food. You know, if you're abusing food, you need to break that abusive relationship. You need to change it and get it more aligned into a healthy relationship that makes you healthy. All right. And get more ways of coping with stress, with coping with 
loss and disappointment and pain, you've got to get some better coping mechanisms. You have to feel better and think better about yourself. A long time ago, they had a book program called Think Yourself Thin. But basically, you have to have a thinner mindset, a thinner brain, and not be thinking of food like a heavy person, like a food addict. And yes, that is a real thing, a food addict. So those are my tips. That's my story. Thank you for staying on to listen to my story. Um, If you can relate or if that story moved you, drop me some pink hearts in the comments. Give me some thumbs up or some hearts, flying hearts, and share me out. I know you know some people who need the encouragement, who need the support, who need to know those three principles of being the biggest loser and staying the biggest loser. Because being a loser is a good thing health-wise. If you are heart healthy, if you don't have a lot of fat around your abdomen, if you are getting your um, blood sugar levels in line, if you are getting your hypertension in line, all of those things are benefited by being the biggest loser. And you know what the other big benefit is? People who are not overweight or obese live longer and have more productive, fulfilling lives because you're not saddled with health problems. You're not saddled with not being able to move or walk or get up the stairs or walk down the aisle because you're out of breath, because you're carrying around so much on your joints and things. So I want you to be healthy. I want you to be well. If you want help and you're interested in P3, it's pick your three. You can choose, you can customize this particular challenge from the products to the meal plan, to the exercise plan, you get to pick it. It's up to you. I will be your guide and your coach if that is what you'd like to do, but you need to drop P3 in there. If you share me out, put share it in the comments so I will know. If you're catching me on YouTube, make sure you thumbs up me and subscribe. If you are on Facebook, make sure that you press my face and the three dots in the upper right-hand corner Tell Facebook you want to see me first in your newsfeed and favorite me, y'all. Favorite me. Um, I am interested in getting a following. I want to have a safe group for you guys to talk in. So um, drop me some things in the inbox, things that you struggle with. I want to be able to address some of those issues for you on here. If we're not friends, it's going to go to the spam mail. So make sure you shoot me a friend request and tell me what inspired you to make the connection with me. All right. I love to keep inspiring you. I love to share all the recipes that I have fixed. So there are healthier recipes with you. If you have some recipes you want me to make healthier, drop me something in my inbox as well on that. All right. Thank you. I love you. Be well and good night. This has been another episode of On the Couch with Dr. Carmen. Thank you for spending time with me. Please leave some messages about your favorite points of the podcast and any topics you would like me to cover in the future. 